going to stab you in the face. Like in that movie, Face Off. Where he took his face off. <laughs> I'm so confused. And then put it on the other guy. everybody to random encounter the rpg fan podcast i'm your host rob Steinman. we are back from a hiatus ladies and gentlemen i am joined today by the man with many titles uh, this is john mccarroll chief previews editor i am keeper x on the forums all right uh regular news contributor zach pinchick super flat on the boards and special guest today patrick gann who hired me so direct all your hate toward him for why i'm on this website yeah, I have no idea what the hell I was thinking. Sorry, everyone. Yeah, see, see, you, uh, you hired me and I started a friggin' podcast. Yeah, watch out. So we got lots of games to talk about and an extended news section because there's lots and lots of things going on in Tokyo right now, including, guess what? No more Final Fantasy Versus 13 no- news. Giant surprise there. So we're going to talk about some games right now. Um, does everybody mind if I get started, actually, because it'll play right into John since I've only played one game? Do it too, Lars. Do it too. All right. All right. So uh, just to give everybody a quick update on my PlayStation 3 scenario, I got the money back from my PlayStation 3, and I went out and bought a brand new one because I didn't want to get a refurbished one. So uh, while I'm sitting here waiting to get my PlayStation 2 back from my brother-in-law so I can play the uh, two brand new copies of Digital Devil Saga that I bought, uh, one and two, obviously, uh, that's upon the RPG fan 20 best RPGs of the decade or whatever that news story is that I didn't contribute to. Uh, definitely go read that, and upon that recommendation, I went ahead and picked those up. So, uh, what have I been playing? I had a huge urge to play through uh, some Valkyria Chronicles. I played it uh, a year ago, actually. I picked it up. Uh, it was on real cheap sale at EB Games. I got about maybe more than halfway through, and I was liking what I was playing. I really like, uh, for those of you who don't know, Valkyria Chronicles is a strategy RPG with a heavy anime influence. Uh, you move your characters around a battlefield. It takes place in a uh, faux World War II uh, alternate reality setting. Uh, obviously, you're facing against an evil red team. You're the good blue guys. Uh, like I said, it has a really heavy-duty anime aesthetic, and you move your characters around the environment. You're shooting each other with guns. It's definitely an enjoyable game. Um, playing it through a second time, I'm seeing little cracks, little chinks in the armor. Um, the difficulty in the game is completely artificial. The AI couldn't be dumber if it tried. Like, you'll oftentimes have scenarios where you'll have an enemy running straight at your guys, and he'll just get picked apart and not even worry about it, won't even try to take cover. Uh, it's coming right for us. It's coming right for us. It, it seems like the only difficulty in the game is coming from the the RPG mechanics, the statistics. Like when you line you line up a shot in real time and then command your unit to attack, and you know missing with four out of five shots at close range starts to get a little annoying. Um, the reason I actually quit the game was because on one hour long fight, one hour long combat mission, and in the game's defense, you can save in the middle of a mission. It doesn't do a good job of telling you that, but you can and come back to it later. Uh, I ended up losing a whole fight 
on one hit because this is one of those games where if your main character dies, in this case a tank, if your tank dies in one shot, you lose an entire mission. Now, and, here, here, what, what if the tank really was the main character? What if it wasn't the guy driving the tank? So you're talking, if, you're talking like Blaster Master right now? Yeah, that would be awesome. It wouldn't have fit with the anime aesthetic now, would it? I mean... What are you talking about? Anime is all about tanks and robots. It's not about yeah, characters who are robots, except for, like, Cosmos and all the hentai that's out there about her. Hey, but like, now. Hey, let's slow down. Back to Valkyria Chronicles. I'm just saying, like, yeah, well, okay, moving family on. Family-friendly right. website. Family? I, I was being family-friendly. I didn't say anything bad. But, I'm um, okay, so if the main character was a tank, that would be kind of kind of interesting. Uh, Pat's yelling at me to talk about the music. Uh, yes, the, the music is uh, excellent, although the main theme is kind of grating. Uh, so I'm, I'm enjoying Valkyria Chronicles. Um, it is very, very heavily melodramatic. I mean, it, it couldn't be more anime if it tried, and so it plays out like a season of an anime, which is good. I mean, they but made it, it also, into an anime. Yeah, they made it into an anime, and now we have, what, a sequel and a newly announced second sequel. I so I wanted to bring news. up... Right, well, I'm sorry. I wanted to bring up Valkyria Chronicles first because I know John's been playing the sequel, so they, this can give us a chance to contrast our experiences with the two games. So I'm going to like lead it into John, and we're going to have a little back and forth here, hopefully. Well, if it, I, I, I really think it should be like an anime, but in the second game, you don't have uh, Welkin like, with long blonde hair and powering up, so... I don't know how they can call it a sequel, but then again, it is called Valkyria Chronicles 2 and not Valkyria Chronicles Z. So um, I have been playing Valkyria Chronicles 2, the PSP version, and it's got its pluses and its minuses compared to the first game. Um, it's a great portable title. Um, the maps, however, are much, much tinier than in its PS3 counterpart. That's something that's obvious because, well, it's a handheld game. Does that make the battles shorter, or are they more intense? Is there more things to do? Like, how, do, how does that translate into the actual gameplay, John? Uh, gameplay, uh, I, I'm not particularly far in the game. I'm not actually the one who's reviewing it for the website. I'm about five, six, seven hours in. Um, the battles I've gotten thus far are significantly shorter than the battles from the PS3 game. Um, usually what it is is it's two or three interconnected maps, so... Um, instead of it being, okay, you need to capture all of the camps along the way. Um, if you capture certain camps in certain parts of the maps, you can then transport yourself into another part of the map. So you capture camp A and camp B on map two is automatically captured. So you can transfer players between the two. Um, all in all missions are maybe 15, 20 minutes long and that's at the outside. Hmm. So... Um, they did change. Oh, good. I was going to say, I think that that would play in the game's advantage because uh, one of my biggest problems with the game is that uh, th there's just some term, uh, some turns sometimes where I'm controlling my units where all I do is just move them into position. And this will go on for like two or three turns because the maps are so huge, uh, particularly the first desert map. Like if you want to get your sniper out there. Even if you bring him in from the uh, from the second base that you can attain, it's going to take you like two to three moves to get him into position. So I almost feel like that's going to work to help the game. Well, that specific problem is not going to be a problem because there are no snipers in Valkyria Chronicles 2. 
Oh, okay. So take out my favorite unit from the game. All right. So I, I was not particularly happy about that. They replaced it with a unit that's got like a hammer and a shield that's pretty much there to absorb damage. Uh-huh. Um, it's I have yet to find a really good use for them, but I haven't also fought a lot of heavy weaponry. Um, the the smaller maps make it so that you really don't have a whole lot of I need to place this guy into position. But thus far, that's also been a negative thing. Like there are little sniper towers that when you put a uh, uh, a heavy gunner in them, they'll mow people down. But when there's only four or five enemy units on a little map, there's really no point on setting that guy there because once you kill those guys in the map, he's just stuck there and your objective's on another part of the map, on another on another uh, section of the map. Right. So that I really don't like. One thing that's nice is it it, it does use up a, uh, a CP, uh, a command point, if you take the unit out of the battle. But once you uh, spawn a unit, you can just go with that unit. It only takes up one CP. It doesn't take up an extra one to spawn the unit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, so how are you liking – did you play the original Valkyria Chronicles? I did. I played like 10 hours of it. Um, I got really frustrated with the battle long before – actually, the battle that you had mentioned before the show that you got frustrated with um, and just kind of stopped playing it. And I really liked the game. It's just – I, I didn't like the artificial difficulty. I would I would rather play a game that the difficult. It's it's like my Front Mission Four, Front Mission Five argument, which I know Front Mission Five never came out in North America. Front Mission Four is one of the most frustrating games in that series because there's no, the AI is retarded. It's pretty much okay. You and your team of six mechs need to fight that team of twenty mechs. Um, Front Mission Five was really much better at making the AI better. Um, I wish it was the same for Valkyria Chronicles 1 and 2, but the, the AI in Valkyria Chronicles 2 is retarded. It is retarded. Yeah, I mean, they you have this system in this game where um, enemy units get to shoot at you uh, as you're moving around the map. So if they see you and you come within range, they'll start lighting you up. So it creates this really weird scenario where you're trying to end your turn as fast as possible if like you're out in the open which is a little bizarre and a little jarring and then you'll have scenarios where you'll have like three guys behind sandbags and then an enemy unit will just come waltzing in and just get mowed down and i found it was it was almost better to just sit there and let the enemy come to me and act like idiots uh, especially when the game does that really bizarre thing where i'm not sure if they fixed it from uh, the first game where even if you're behind a guy, like he's he's behind a sandbag, but you sneak up behind him because he's next to a sandbag, he still gets the pluses for that, even though he's on the wrong friggin' side of the sandbag. As long as long as the sandbag is not between you and the guy, you're good. They, okay, they, okay. They change that. There's been some significant improvements in that sort of thing. Like even in Valkyria Chronicles One, when you were aiming your gun, the enemies would shoot at you. Um, that's not the case in the PSP one. While you're moving around, you're still getting shot at. But if you stop to aim your gun, you will not get shot at. Now, I, I, now I've, I've been playing a lot of Valkyria Chronicles, and I just want to be careful there. If they're if they started shooting at you when you went into the gun mode, like you were running and then you went into aim, and they were shooting at you, they'll they'll finish that turn, but they won't actively shoot you while you're aiming at them in the original Valkyria Chronicles, provided they didn't begin before. It, it's weird. If they started shooting at you when you were running, 
and then you go into aim. They'll finish that, you know, clip, and then you can aim at them. Yeah, so, I, 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 they don't. As far as I know, they don't finish the clip in the second game. They just stop shooting after that bullet. Yeah, and it, it's. I think it's a good idea, but again, it's just. I think Valkyria Chronicles has so many good ideas. Like, again, even though it has this heavily anime influence, which isn't my cup of tea, I was still at least compelled to play the game to figure out, hey, what's going to happen here? I am actually finding the story kind of interesting. I like the party dynamics. I like the rock, paper, scissor dynamics of the combat. It's just, at the end of the day, it kind of just felt sloppy. Like, there were just some things here and there that I didn't really like. And it doesn't sound like they've improved dramatically over the first game. It, they really haven't, and honestly, the story, which was, and the the fantastic graphics that were a part of the first game, like the cutscene graphics that were very, very uh, comic book esque with that great animation, that's been stripped from the PSP version mainly because of the fact that it's a PSP game. Um, all the cutscenes and all the story are done with like still images displayed over each other, uh. and it's really kind of disappointing because even in those still images, you've I've seen some games where you got those still anime images, and they're like fantastic, and they're animating well. In Valkyria Chronicles too, it's kind of like, well, the main character's got like three animations and this annoying laugh that plays every five minutes. Huh. Well, I, I don't think we should talk uh, too much about Valkyria Chronicles, but I mean, on the graphics angle, we we have Valkyria Chronicles three to look forward to, right? Because that's going to be on PS3, right? Oh wait, no, uh, it's going to be a PS3 game. Uh, Though I've honestly got no problem with that. I've got component cables. Uh, uh, now, John, I know we normally keep with uh, one person when they're telling us what they've been playing, but you and I have basically done all the talking right now. So do you mind if we get Pat in here since he's been uh, sitting there probably chomping at the bit to talk and I want to put him on the spot? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's great. All right, Pat. Wake hey, up. Hey, I've been playing video games. I guess that makes me awesome. Um which one should I? I talk don't think about? Pat's coming back to the show, guys. I'm not <laughs> sure. I, I I may be wrong, but I don't think Pat's coming back. You you're hurting my heart. I know. I know. You just hired me. That's all. I get to bust your stones. Okay, so I've been playing Atelier Rorana, the Alchemist of Arland. This is a PS3 game, developed by Gust and published by NIS America. It's uh, it's scheduled to come out at the end of the month. There's a preview article on the website, and my review will go up around the release date. Um, I've already beaten the game, and it has multiple endings, and I'm really bummed about the fact that I didn't get the best one. And it turns out getting the best ending is super-duper hard. Um, for those of you who, like me, have been following every your game that Nisa has been uh, localizing, so the three Iris games plus the two Manakamiya games. Um, those games are very heavy on exploration and combat and not as much on uh, developing social relationships and the item synthesis. Um, that was the realm of the old Atelier games that never got localized. If you know, there actually is a numbering behind the scenes of this series they call it Project A and then a number. So uh, Rowena is Project A11. And by my research, it seems to play a lot more like Project A1, which would be uh, Atelier Marie, than uh, Iris or the Manakamiya titles. It, um, it's all, it, 
it's all about making items and making them high quality, but it's also about time management. Um, they've definitely taken a cue from Persona 3 in that regard. You have a limited amount of time and a limited amount of actions per day uh, to get stuff done. Exploration takes a lot of uh, time out of your uh, calendar. Um, you could spend you know, as close as a month or maybe even more than a month in a particular dungeon trying to find uh, rare items to make uh, special synthesized items. The game is just hard. Like, it's just, it just balls out harder than uh, any other Atelier game or the Artinelico games. It's hard. And I like that it's hard. Um, some people may be a little um, put off by it. Me, I, I like a lot of things. It's hard to piss me off. So I liked it. And I love that Gust seemed to transition well to the PS3. This, uh, I believe this is their first PS3 title. Um, it came out around the same time as Artinelico 3. I think Artinelico 3 was after. We still haven't gotten that in America yet either. Uh, but Italia Rorona looks it, it looks good, especially for a developer who was as behind as they were making PS2 games up until 2009. So, yeah. So That's, would you say the game is, is closer to um, Atelier Annie? I, I didn't play a whole lot of the DS one. Yeah, uh, I actually got, yeah, I actually got an email from a reader who read my preview and said, well, why didn't you compare it to Annie? Because that sounds a lot like Annie. And my response to him was, yeah, I didn't want to compare it to Annie because I hate the hell out of Annie. <laughs> I thought that was a terrible <laughs> game. Um, I, di I didn't even beat it. Um, and I like beating pretty much everything NIS America publishes. And I just I just couldn't bring myself to, to do that one. And I don't I didn't review it for the site either. I think Neil did. And I'm glad I didn't have to review that. Um, it's a lot more fun than Annie, but but in terms of where the emphasis is in the gameplay, you're right that it's a lot more like Annie. And Annie did go the old school route, um, as do two other uh, handheld Atelier games that haven't come out, and I don't know if they will. There's Lena and Lise, and I don't think they'll ever come to America. So I don't uh, know any of these games. These, I'm yeah. so out of it right now. I do not know anything that's going on right now. Is the crafting like involved? Because it, if if it is as no. big a part of the game as you say it is, like I feel like there should be some thing. Just to explain it. or describe involved. What like, would you expect? Like, from instead of just like let's press X a couple times on this recipe because that's what we need to make for this mission. Yeah, I mean that's what it is. It's pressing X a couple times uh, oh. in the recipe, but. Picking your ingredients is really important. Um, I detail this more in the review, which, again, will be published in another week or two. But um, items aren't stacked. Like, your raw materials aren't stacked at all. And the reason is because every single item you pick up uh, is going to have a unique set of traits. It's going to have a unique quality value between 0 and 100. And so when you have a recipe and you're putting in these items or you can pick from one of any set of items, like a, a type or grouping of item, um, it's uh, in that sense, it is very involved because what your customers want from you, um, they'll be very specific about what they're looking for. Um, when you uh, craft weapons and armor for your party members, you 
uh, again, have to pay attention to the traits. Like you can't just turn in, here's here's an iron ingot or here's a piece of cloth. Well, no, you need an iron ingot with this very specific trait. Otherwise, I can't make this new weapon for you. Um, so it involves quite a bit of reading and paying attention. But yeah, it's so it's not, the, I have 99 fruit. It is not, I have 99 fruit. Well, now, well, now I, have, I have a question, though, because um, if you're crafting, like, do you craft, like, weapons and armor and that sort of thing? And if you do, since you're saying that every individual component is important, could I, say, for example, make, like, a certain type of sword? Let's let's just call it an iron sword. Again, I, I don't know much about this game, so I'm trying to learn. If, if you make an iron sword, can I make that out of different kinds of material to get different benefits, but it's still overall a certain type of sword, a certain type of iron sword? Yeah, so um, some of the previous games in the Atelier series were... Um, they handled synthesis differently, particularly particular to the weapon and armor crafting, which you do alongside uh, an NPC named Hoggle, or Hagel, depending on how you want to pronounce that. Uh, it's uh, it's the same material every time, but it's the traits or the quality assigned to that material that determines what differences are going to come out of it. For example, you might unlock a particular uh, skill or trait, or you might get certain stat bonuses to that equipment depending on what exists um, on the, uh, the the ingot that you turn in. Now, again, when you, when you make the ingot before you make the weapon or the armor, uh, you can use different raw materials to make that. So, yeah, it's, it's a little... Um, there's a lot of steps to it, but the end result is, yes, you get customized weaponry um, depending on how you make the material. Okay, it, it sounds like a crafting system associated with like the Diablo naming system. Like, you know, you have godly plate mail of the whale or something that has certain bonuses, and it sounds like you're making those items based on the material, and the material is what giving it like the, you know, silver or of the fox or something that gives it a bonus. It's, that's right. The prefixes and suffixes of the Diablo system, the naming isn't there. They don't use the naming convention. They'll just they'll just use the generic name. You have to go into the item's details in another okay. submenu, okay. which in one sense is, is certainly more frustrating than sort of the obviousness of how things are named in the Diablo series. Now, of course, that's just for weapons and armor. You, there's a whole slew of uh, items that um, there's there's items that you use in battle as consumables. There's healing items. There's uh, items that are used particular to exploration. Like you get this one item that lets you breathe underwater, so you can go to an underwater dungeon. Um, there's there's a whole boatload of things you can make. But yeah, it's 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 a hard game. <laughs> cool. So I think that's a good segue into uh, what Zach's playing, seeing as he's playing a game that also has uh, a heavy crafting and sales element. I anybody anybody else notice that John... No, wait, no, wait. Anybody else notice that John's trying to take over hosting duty it's here? It's not like anybody he hasn't else done it before. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm just... I'm finding it interesting that he wants to get another title. Like, the one thing that I friggin' did for this website, he's trying to steal it away from me. That's what I do. Dick. He's a ninja. <laughs> Uh, all right, yeah, you gotta, out, gotta out ninja him. I'm a woman here. Now, thanks to him. Here, you know what? We're, we're gonna go. Okay, it's it's a minute ago. <laughs> I think we should keep it in. Zach, go. Oh, I thought you were gonna introduce me now. 
keep, no, I'm not keeping real. All right, so I've been I playing. Keep it in. <laughs> I've been playing uh, Reseteer, which is that game. What is on Steam now? Um, I, I I looked it up when you brought it up during pre-show, and uh, why am I supposed to care about this game? Okay, so this game. Let me tell you a little about uh, Reseteer and Item Shop's Tale. Uh, I believe actually Neil might have talked about it either the last show or two shows. Oh yeah, and, okay, um, okay. So basically, you're you play as this character uh, Reset, and your father has gone off adventuring and somehow accrued a massive debt, which has been placed on you, and uh, this elf no it's fairy this fairy comes and wants to collect this debt and she's like i'm gonna help you open a store because i'm cool like that and so you try to run a store and sell items um in order to pay off this debt and so now see that's proof why fairies can't be loan sharks because instead of saying i'm going to break your legs it says i'm going to help you open a shop Pretty much. I mean, like, she, even in the game, the 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 fairy tear is like, "Don't call me a loan shark. I'm not a loan shark." But um, it's it's loan shark, the video game. Kinda. I mean, well, it's more it's more item shop NPC, the video game. Um, if if you want to put a a name to it, but it's it's I've I've only played it for about uh two hours. Like I'd say the the solid like the beginning of the game uh through the first uh collection i money collection so like the the instead of just paying a big debt at the end of the game you pay you know like the first debt is like a week into the game and it's uh 10 10,000 money things i don't know what they're I can't oh, it sounds like my mortgage <laughs> wait what, what's the name of the guy from animal crossing the one everyone hates tom, tom nook yeah no that totally sounds like that does, does debt just like appear out of nowhere it's like Oh, by the way, I added another story to your house. You owe me twenty thousand dollars. Well, there's, I mean, it's, um, basically, it's it's a un unknown quantity of debt at the beginning of the game, and I'm pretty sure that there is like a set level, um, you know, that you there's like a length of the the game has a specific length that you play through, um, but it, it starts off like the first week is ten thousand dollars, and I actually haven't gotten to the end of the day where you have to pay the debt, but I'm I'm there. I got it, got it down. Um, and so basically, to sell items, you have to first have items, um, and you can do this in in you can get items in a couple of different ways. Uh, you start off with some money to to get you started, and you can either go to like I think it's the Merchant Guild or something like that, and buy things wholesale or uh, or you can go to the market or something, or you can go on an adventure, a, a mystical adventure Ooh. into a dungeon. Um, and, <laughs> and so you you can hire a basically like a bodyguard, um, and you go around the dungeon. I think they're randomly generated uh, with like save doors every five floors or so, um, and you go and kill enemies and get items and um the combat's less than you know it's not super exciting but it's it works and there are skills and you can fight things and um real time all the way uh and then but the the one thing that i want to draw a comparison to uh atelier rorona is that that um time system that you mentioned patrick is kind of uh, I don't. It's it's on a shorter scale. I think it's not by months, but um, you know, like you have like four time periods in a day. So like, if you want to go into town, you can go and like visit the 
the merchants guild and the church and the tar- the town square and like anything you do in town takes up one unit of time uh to go uh... into a dungeon it's two units of time um and to go if you want to go back to your shop it's a unit of time which i'm i feel like is to prevent people from just like going into town and then going back real quick um and then to run your shop you can run your shop for a period of time so you kind of have to think about um how you want to do things so like you the the adventure the place where you go into dungeons isn't open in the morning slot so you can either you know like go into town and buy stuff and then go back to your store to sell stuff and there are going to be more customers you know like during the day um or you can go and kind of go through the dungeon um at which takes up two time slots and generally you'll kind of have no time once you get back from dungeon crawling um are you forced to sleep the well i mean it's it's uh it's like based on day so there's four time periods in a day and at the end of the day you go to sleep and it's the next day so you don't lose time by sleeping um it's more of a mechanic just to kind of delineate uh the calendar um Uh... but yeah uh one nice thing that uh i i really kind of appreciated is that if you die in a dungeon if you're well if your mercenary dies technically your like reset and tier are um, in this like force field that they can't be seen or something. And so anyways, if you die, um, you might be wondering what happens to all of those items that you picked up and it would be a total bummer if you lost all of them. So luckily you don't lose all of them. You get to keep one item, um, which That's better than nothing. It's better than nothing. So like if you find a particularly, pricey item that you would want to put in the window of your store to attract customers um, or that you could like sell for a considerable amount of money you get to save that one item and the the trade-off is that when you're going into a dungeon well first of all you have limited backpack space Uh, i think it's like 20 item slots which at about if you go through about five levels of a dungeon that works out pretty nicely um but you can bring items so like healing items or like antidotes or even weapons and armor for your uh, mercenary to use into the dungeon. If you die when they're using that loaned equipment, you lose all of that stuff. So there's a, a trade-off between like how much free space do I want, what sort of items do I want my characters to have, um, and yeah, and uh, yeah. So I, I've actually been I really enjoyed. It. I kind of sat down to play it for just like enough time so that i could talk about it and i ended up playing for like a good two or three hours um which if, if you don't if uh, just real quick if you don't accrue the money necessary to pay off your debt in that time frame like you know i'm not going to make john's joke of like you know tom nook coming to break your thumbs but like does the game end like how do, what's the fail state of the game the the what i understand um and this is actually something that i read on uh, rock paper shotgun who are the f- people who it's a pc games blog that um actually brought the game to my attention um you don't so basically if you if you die and like you don't you can't get the money in time it you don't lose it's not like game over start from the beginning uh which would be pretty annoying if you kind of got stuck in a situation where you either didn't have enough items in your store to sell and like enough time um it'll restart you at 
I think the beginning – it's either the beginning of the pay cycle or the beginning of the game. But you have all of the upgrades to your to your shop. Um, when you sell things, you get uh, an increase – like your shop level increases, which means that you can – like some of the, the upgrades that I've gotten so far is that I can now buy items from characters for fairly low prices and then use those items to sell in my store – um, or I can like eventually I'll be able to you know like change the look and the layout and customize my store. Um, so you'll have all of those advantages going into this new cycle, um, which is a really kind of elegant way of doing it because it really it encourages you to to you know take risks in in the way that you're running your shop, uh, which I think is pretty cool. And apparently once you beat the game. Um, you're given this kind of free play mode, so you get to really experiment with um, just like trying to run the best shot that you can. And there are over 25. I know there are at least there are 15 item or shop levels that are like the the upgrades are listed. Um, so and then after that, there's a bunch with question marks. So I'm sure that the game can go on for a pretty long period of time. Um, oh, I. Re- I really like the idea of not losing your progress when you're playing an RPG. It's something that really kind of makes me angry. And that's why I I think you look at some of the mainstream RPGs, and I'm specifically going back to Super Nintendo days, which you look at uh, Super Mario RPG, where if you die at a boss, it's just like, okay, you're back at the save point, but you know what? All the experience that you got between this save point and the boss, you still got. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if Oblivion or Fallout 3 didn't have an autosave feature? Can you imagine how much of a problem that could create? Like you get going and you don't, you know, save for a couple hours because if I'm not prompted to save, I don't feel like I should save. Mass Effect I'm, 1 had that problem, like real Right. Bad. Like um, Valkyria Chronicles, just not trying to bag on it, but like I remember I finished two fights when I was playing it through the first time, and I just watched a cinematic. It went back to the book mode. I turned the game off, and I came back, and I was like, wait, it didn't autosave? What kind of game doesn't autosave in this day and age? Like the, and, the fail state, you got to be really careful on that stuff. And I mean that's and something that – sorry, go for it. No, I I think that's kind of how – in the JRPG world, since the original days, we've been told, okay, you go to the end to save. But I, you look at, at so many Western games now and so many modern games now, and you don't save. There's not a menu where you go and you need to say, okay, I want to save, because most of the time the game is saving for you. And I think it, it's it's still prevalent in every Japanese RPG, where play Valkyria Chronicles 2 for the PSP, I need to save. I need to save. I'm playing Entry in Odyssey 3. If I need to save, I have to go to the inn and save. There's no two ways about it. Right, and, right. And I think it's it's mainly because the games aren't as free-flowing. You look at Mass Effect 2, you look at Oblivion, you look at any of those games, and at any given point, I can say, okay, I'm going to go blow up Megaton. Or Spoilers! Uh, Okay. Okay. Seriously, follow like it, spoilers. That's that's the least I'm just spoilers I'm just, you can I'm do just, for that game. I know because isn't it when they showed the game the first time they're like, yeah, you yes, where this town. Yes, or you could say, you know, I want to go to to the radio tower and do whatever. Um, 
pretty much in a JRPG in Valkyria Chronicles 2, you're like, okay, I'm either going to go do a free mission or I'm going to do a story mission. It's not that I have the choice to go wherever and wherever. So it's not going to save when I go into whatever mission because well, there's no need to because of the setup. Yeah, I mean, I find that RPGs, if I lose at an RPG and I lose progress, I lose an hour or two of progress, I'm done. I'm just like, I have no desire to go back and replay that. Like, I'm I'm finding now that now that I have a full-time job, now that I'm no longer in school, I don't have as much time during the day to play a game. If I feel for a second like I wasted my time, I want to snap something. So, like, it, this whole fail state thing, it just, it really, you know, grinds my gears. But to, to hear of a game like Reseteer or, you know, playing Diablo where, like, you die, okay, well, you, you lost some money, but at the end of the day, you didn't lose that much. You know, like, they even put your body back at the beginning. So, I, I just found that when I was playing Valkyria Chronicles the first time and I ended up losing, like, two hours of progress, yeah, that's my bad. But in this day and age, how are you going to have a modern game that isn't auto-saving? The interesting and, and, thing, sorry, the interesting thing there is that Reseteer uh, was made a couple of years ago, and it's only recently been like the the big kind of craze about it is that Carpe Fulger, which is this new independent uh, localization studio, um, it, it decided to pick it up. I, I can't remember exactly what the the business transaction was, but um, it's you know Blowing it. <laughs> It's kind of ahead of its time, I think, you know, I mean, at least considering that, you know, it did come out, you know, so many years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'd even I'd even kill like you look at ease, ease, you die in a boss fight, you get a continue option that says, OK, try this boss fight over. Yeah. And, and, and hey, 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 I am going to put a point in Final Fantasy 13's favor. It does let you restart fights. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I just defended Final. Th- I just defended Final Fantasy Thirteen on this show. I hope everybody was listening. Wait, we're listening. I just defended Wait, that game. We're gonna go a minute into the past. <laughs> okay, that game. Not Rob, you were just saying that Final Fantasy Thirteen sucks, right? Oh God, it sucks. So bad. <laughs> sucks so bad. I hate that game so much. And you know what? <laughs> if you like that game, nope, see, not gonna get censored this time. <laughs> yeah. Um. But anyways, so yeah, just final thoughts on Reseteer. It's really good. Um. You should get it because it's twenty bucks, and Dude, it runs on like any PC that you could. Bet it doesn't run like, on mine. <laughs> I will not judge not knowing the specs of your PC, but it may run on it. Um, There's too many games coming out though. Like I, I got to get through Valkyria. I want to play Digital Devil Saga. It's not an RPG, but Castlevania is coming out in two weeks, and then Fallout. Just gah. It's it's a lot, but at the same time, this one's twenty bucks, and it's like got that indie cred that you should totally support. Um, and it's on Steam, and it's on Steam. They have your credit card number. You must true. just just like submit to their hive mind. When, when is Fallout Three? Is that is that October sixteenth? New Vegas is somewhere in October, mid to yeah. Late October. Yeah, I mean, twenty I'd like to make a note since we always pimp Steam so much. The last game I bought was from Impulse. Oh, oh snap! I don't even know. I've, I I only impulse used... to start. Did what game was it? Uh, I got because they have Master of Orion and Master of Orion two together but, for six dollars. Good old games has that. You should just I like. I'm gonna start talking about like digital downloads and just you know I really should. Here's the thing. Good old games. I, I love I love Gog. Gog is 
awesome, but the deal was better on uh, Impulse. Yeah. And we're and and you know I'm just sitting here biding my time because in two months you have that Christmas uh, three months you have that Christmas Steam sale which is just epically ridiculous. This is true. Like I may wait to buy New Vegas until that sale because you know it's going to come out for like twelve dollars with a copy of The Force Unleashed two and like a hooker <laughs> brought straight to your house. Like that's what Steam does. Steam is just like we will give you more value for everything. Like we will just give you so much stuff. Like you want Gabe Newell to come over and give you a massage? Bam, there it is. I don't think I want that. He's, he's I, I don't want that guy. either. I definitely he's, don't want that. He, I'm sure he's the guy. lovely gentleman, but we... Ever, ever since I saw him at the uh, Sony press conference, I've loved him a little bit more. So, Anyways, yeah, Rest Here is good. You should buy it. If you Arthur. don't like Steam, then you should get it on Impulse, or you should get it on, um, I think, Gamer's Gate. But, yeah, that I like Steam so much. It can have Steam, my babies. Steam. Steam, 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 Steam. You know what? Steam never yellow lighted on me. That's all I gotta say. It's true. Yeah, baby. Oh boy. Uh John, we're what did we start this at? We started this baby at like twenty three minutes, so we're coming up on an hour already. Do you do you wanna talk hey, about your other game I, real quick? I, I do. Um I'm not gonna talk much about it because I only got my copy of it like two days ago, so I haven't well, played yeah. much of it. Um ZHP, Unlosing Ranger versus Dark Death Evil Man. Which I it, maybe that's all I need to say about it. That's yo, bro. Cool. Tell me about your game. Tell tell how what? how dark and evil is Deathman? Um, he's pretty evil. He's trying to kill a super baby, and the super baby is the only thing that's keeping the world going. And I, that's I'm, that, that's I'm, not a joke. I'm beyond confused this, right now. This sounds like a game that came from the internet. I is, I worked for three weeks. Uh, I work for three weeks, and this is what happens. Like, I come back to the show, and I have no idea what's going on right now. ZHP Which, is a new game from NIS, and it's I, – correct me if I'm wrong. Is it in the same universe as Disgaea, like the same Netherworld stuff? Your mm, your wife is a prinny. <laughs> Hot. Okay. So it might as well be. It's, it's, um, in, it's in the Nisa-verse. Which, speaking of games that come from the internet, I love games that more and more are including – dumb memes which it happened the first time with uh the, that i can recall in uh, brave here or brave story for uh for psp where which was a game developed by game republic mind you where you fought a giant enemy cla- a giant enemy crab which was fantastic but um <laughs> I, i've been playing uh, a little bit of etrian odyssey 3 and there is an enemy in the game called a claw shrimp which is fantastic I don't get any of Yo, these. If, if you want, if you want some some terrible memes, hit up that Reseteer game, because that that's got <laughs> like like it's got memes that it might as well have started itself because it's capitalism ho. That's all I'm gonna say, capitalism <laughs> ho. So I, I'm gonna I'm just gonna talk about the story of ZHP because I know that we're running short on time. Um, so ZHP, you are some dude. Some dude, you're on the street, and Dark Death Evil Man is going, and he's like, ha, 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 I challenge the unlosing ranger who's got, like, two other parts to his name that I forgot. Um, Otherwise, I'm going to kill this super baby, da-da-da-da-da. And so you're on the street, you're like, oh, my God, what's going on? And unlosing ranger, he, like, runs by, and you're like, oh, my God, and then he gets hit by a car and dies. Um, Shucks. But... Before his death, he's like, you need to go and you need to take my magic belt and be 
unlosing ranger and defeat dark death evil man and then the game asks you to name the character which i hate games that do that because especially when they give you no prompt it's like what do you want to name your character and i'm always like duh john um but what zhp did that i really loved is it's like okay what's your character's name and in the prompt it leaves you with the the default text is main character so I'm playing ZHP with a character named Main Character, which is fantastic. That's awesome. I love it. I can respect that. Um, protagonist. Is that, who, Hero who's, protagonist. Whose codec is that? Who's that that's me. Didn't we say yeah, okay. turn off phones? <laughs> Didn't we say it? On later. No, no. Um, it's so, my mother of all people. <laughs> You can't take. So, oh wait, you you should take this call in the middle of the show. No, no, because our listeners that's, will appreciate that. That's, oh, so that's, much. That's that's quite all right, actually. Okay, so you grab your belt and you're like, oh my god, I'm on losing Ranger, and you go up and you're like, Dark Death Evil Man, I got powers, I'm gonna kick your ass, and he kills you. Spoiler. And you end up in <laughs> kind of this netherworldy place, and you're like, what's going on? You're like, you died. But you really didn't die. You got saved at the last minute, and you're here to train before uh, Dark Death Evil Man kills Super Baby and destroys the world. Um, and you end up kind of in this place that's got like five rooms, and they assign you a wife and child. Your wife is a printy. Um, and it's a roguelike. So for anyone who's played the Azuna games, for anyone who's played Rogue, in fact, you might know what a roguelike is because it's Yay! like that you've played. Um, which this yeah. is going to be fantastic for uh, some people. I just and give me a second to process that because like, okay, all right, it's a roguelike. I got it because that that just blew my mind a little. Yeah, I thought it was a strategy RPG. I'm excited now. Yeah, I thought it was a strategy RPG too, which actually I was kind of disappointed when I got my copy in. Isn't isn't Plaidun like, also a roguelike? No, uh, not exactly. Okay, we can talk about that later. So, but it's we'll, we'll uh, we might talk about Cloudoon next week. Uh, Neil's review of that's going to be up when the game comes out. Um, we might get it up a little bit early just in case because we don't have an embargo on that. Um, yeah, it is a roguelike, and it's got all of the people who like roguelikes. You lose all your items when you die. You lose all your levels at the end of any given dungeon. Um, but sad. well, it's it does have the whole. It's got what's called a, I forget, it's something level. It's like base level or something. So all the levels that you get at the end of a dungeon add to your base level. So you can go back into the next dungeon being more powerful. Um, you know, you keep items back at your base. Um, so if you do, you know, you beat a dungeon, you're like, okay, I've got Iron Spear. Iron Spear, you stay here so that in the next dungeon, I can go in with Iron Spear. So it's very, very grind heavy, but every roguelike is. If you like roguelikes, you're going to like it. Um, I'm hoping to have more information on it the next time we record so that I can talk about this specifically. The game's not out for another two months, so it's not like, or no, no, it's out next month. I'm sorry. So, but it's not, it's still not pressing. You know, I've got time to play it and give you guys the lowdown, but if you like a rogue, like you're like it, and it's got the goofy NIS story. So I know we got news to get to. So yes, more news, more news. Zach, Zach you got to start starting off movie. already. Uh, so I'm just, well, I don't know if the, if the listeners are aware and I really hope they are, but there's this thing, it's called TGS. It's happening. Tokyo game show. Um, Which, um, 
I do want to make note that uh, Stephen Meyerink, who is one of our regulars on the podcast, couldn't be here tonight because he is it's actually 9 a.m. where he is. And uh, I told him to go find RPR contacts at Square today because he is at the show. Yep. And uh, I just want to make a, a light little note that anybody who hates the uh, redesign of Devil May Cry is an idiot. Why do you Hughes. have to call our readers idiots? Like... <laughs> okay, no, 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 just just 30 seconds, 30 seconds. Idiot was a strong word. No, um, I'm just very, very tired, and I wasn't uh, censoring myself. No, they're not idiots, but just, really, guys, are, are, are we going to have a petition over the look of Dante now? Like, really? Are we going to have a petition for everything? Are we going to have a petition when Left 4 Dead 3 is announced? Are we going to have a petition when Halo is announced and Master Chief has a different voice? Master Chief has a voice? Of course. Apparently, apparently, I, I don't know. Just the the it internet, talks. the internet rage over such things is really starting to get to me. It, it's really starting to get to me how just like my Dante doesn't have white. It, it, it's about to have white hair. Like, when did anybody care about the story and characters in Devil May Cry? Really? Here, here's my question: How the hell did Ninja Theory get to be like a top class developer? I mean, I, what I if just, they? I can answer that question. Okay, I can answer that question. Capcom is really, really desperate, and Capcom is doing what America does, and they are outsourcing everything. Which, if for once, things are being outsourced to America. Uh, news. No, 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 wait. Ninja Theory is British. Damn it. News. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. All right, all right. I'm there sorry. There are bros invading my dorm, and I need to do this news before the, like, the party bro- starts. Wait, did you say bros or bros. something else? Bros. Uh, okay. Okay. There's music right. in the halls. It's gonna be bad in a bit. Oh, oh Fantasy it's gonna be Star Online too. I'm starting Fantasy Whoa. Star. Online. That game from ten years ago that everyone played like three hundred hours of is back. Is it a card game? Because I really liked Fantasy it's Star Online. Such 3. a card game. No, it's not. Card Revolution. Did they, they show anything? They Did they, they showed show a logo. Anything? They showed the two looks like the two in Mass Effect two. Um, so, so, so it's so gotta be good. So, so they just said we're making this, we're making it on PC of all things. On PC, yep. Get it, ready. It's exclusive right now, but it's going to come out. Quote, I give air quotes. 2011, because like that's going to happen. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, who wants to bet that Sega screws this up? I really hope they don't. I mean, I, I hope they don't either. I'm just saying, like, Sega has I, not had a great track record lately. But I ha- no, But here's the thing. I have to give a lot of credit to Sega lately because they have produced, even though it's been games like Sands of Destruction, which wasn't the greatest, and, and Infinite Space, which was so hardcore even for me, they've done a really good job at giving us RPGs. And I have to give them credit, especially when you look at, at game companies like Square Enix, now that they've, now that they've acquired IDOS, where, you know, You've got Tomb Raider coming out of Square Enix, and you've got all these title games coming out of Square Enix. And these companies that were used to be purely RPGs that they're not making them, I have to give Sega credit for for still catering to the hardcore. That That's definitely a good point, but I think that then you have things that Sega does that just – they're head-scratchers. It's like, yes, we're going to re- release Yakuza 3 – the same week or this or within two weeks of God of War 3. We're going to make Bayonetta for the PlayStation 3, except we're going to make that the worst version, even though this is a game that's designed to sell in Japan and America, and nobody in Japan owns an Xbox 360. We're, we are getting all this like huge upsurge for Valkyria Chronicles, and all the fans seem to want it on PlayStation 3. We're going to make the next one on... 
Uh, oh, that was my that, cue. That was a segue, Zach. I'm PST. trying to help you. PST. Son of a... Yay. So, so have... remember that time when they released Valkyria Chronicles and you were like, hey, I really want a sequel? And then they were like, hey, we're releasing Valkyria Chronicles 2 on the PSP. And you were like, hey, everyone buy this, so maybe they'll release the next one on the PS3. That yeah, didn't it didn't, th- that didn't work. Isn't that a shame? Again, it's just Sega not... I mean, okay, so here's here's two ways to look at it. One is that I, I don't like playing my PSP that much. Two is that the PSP is having this RPG renaissance kind of right now. Yeah, it is. That's and true. It's, yeah, it is. It's kind of crazy, um, honestly, because, like, who thought that, like, a bajillion RPGs would be coming out? So, like, I mean, I, I can't tell if they're either ju- if they're jumping on the bandwagon or just kind of going with the flow. But, I mean, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. No, it's it, it's it not. It could be it, a lot better. That's for it, damn sure. But it's just it's just disappointing. It's like when we found out that we were going to get a third Parasite Eve, and it turns and initially it's a cell phone game, yeah. and then they're like, "Oh, we're going to redesign it," and we're like, "Holy crap, here we go!" And then it's a PSP game. Like it's just. I understand that if you put it on the PSP, you're talking about a lower development cost. You're talking about less resources being put into it, more chance for financial security. Totally understand that. From a business perspective, especially with the way the PSP is selling in Japan, totally makes sense. But me as a guy that I'm sitting here, I enjoy playing you know, Valkyria Chronicles on my PS3. I would love to buy a sequel to that game. You got word of mouth going. You got people excited. And this is what you do? Like You basically crap out another game? An, an, like it is, first, it is certainly yeah. a bummer, and I will give you that. It it, yeah. it, it also su- real, real quick, John. It also sullies the franchise, and I think that's the bigger problem here. You know, uh, we were we we got Persona Three and Persona Four, rapid succession, but now we haven't heard a thing about a Persona Five. Like we don't even know if they're making it. There's the rumor that they're making it, but we don't know what they're doing. You know they're and, making it. You like there, you, you didn't you think? read those Catherine interviews? Like they're making it, and they're no. But, I, but here's but here's my point. Here's my point. Sega finds something that is that has some clout, and now they're going to start crapping out of Valkyria Chronicles every year. And look what's happened to Halo. I mean, they're crapping out a Halo game every year, and people aren't as excited over these games. Like I like to have that build up. We got another Assassin's Creed. Wait, 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 wait. I, I have to call. Um, I, I, I was going to swear, but I'm not going to. Halo Reach had a $200 million day one. Mm-hmm. I just want to say that. And it's supposed to be um, good. I accidentally shipped DS, my copy home. The DST didn't do that well, and Halo Wars didn't do that well. Well, that's because Halo okay. Wars is not a Halo game, first of all. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, it sullies the franchise. Yeah. I don't think so. Uh, well, I think people become like cynical it. towards it. You know, I, I would say people become cynical towards it. Yeah, it's going to be a moneymaker, but look at Call of Duty. People are cynical towards well, that's it. it. That's Activision. Like, I'll, I'll fight that, yeah. anyone about Activision and how they're not good people. That's you, my you opinion game, only. Not you, the you look at, at Dynasty Warriors, Samurai Warriors, Warriors Orochi, you know, Mr. T Warriors and the A-Team, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you look at a game that... Um, it's been it's been uh, ten years since the original. I don't want to say original Dynasty Warriors since uh, uh, Shin Sengoku Muso, which was Dynasty Warriors two in North America, came out. And there's been like forty of them, and they all sell. And there's there's a lot of truth in that, but I think that Sega is in very 
it, they're in a very tight spot right now because I think even though what we've seen this past week where gamers apparently want change but don't want change, again, that's the Devil May Cry argument. They wanted a new Devil May Cry. They wanted something that was different and new. And then Ninja Theory comes out, shows a kick-ass trailer that got me hyped up and what's everybody complaining about. And so now you know it, you, you run this risk where it's like, well, gamers want something that they, that they want. They want something over and over again, but then they get bored of it. And now Valkyria Chronicles 2, from what we've talked about and from what I've seen, doesn't really advance the whole game series that much. Now we have a third game coming out. How much is that going to advance it? Like we just start crapping out these games like – Come on, Sega. Like, why not? Why not well, make they, the next Valkyria Chronicles a friggin' event and make it the kick-ass sequel that you could make? Why not do the Assassin's Creed to Assassin's Creed Two thing and release a game that is, you know, twice as good at least? Now, nah, but here's the thing: Sega has put. Uh, I I I don't think that you really should be bagging on Sega because this is the Sega that put the development resources into games like Bayonetta, put development resources into games that didn't sell very well, like Alpha Protocol, which I still have to say, despite Alpha Protocol's low Metacritic score, and we gave it a pretty low score here, you could find it for like 20 bucks now. Play the game. It's It's, got lots of redeeming elements. I I really, I mean, the, the dialogue was really good. I, I do want to try it, and and John's right. I mean, Sega is taking a lot of risks right now, but then they find that cash cow, and then they milk it, and they milk but, it for all it's worth, and then they throw zombies into it with the next Yakuza game. Like, I, oh, I was gonna bring that up. It's yeah, not, it's what? not, not just zombies, but it's a shooter also. I think. Yeah, like, it has what? a lot of shooting in it. That's crazy. So such craziness, but it's so Sega. Great. Sega just does not seem to. It's weird. They listen to the fans, but it's like they're hearing something different than what the fans say. Like the fans said, we want a Valkyria Chronicles on PS3 and Sega heard we want another Valkyria Chronicles. So it's like, yeah, they're doing what the fans want, but they ain't meeting us in the middle. You know, it's it's weird. It's very, very weird. It's like, you know, we, we want a new Sonic the Hedgehog. OK, we're going to give you Shadow the Hedgehog. Well, at least Dimps is you know? Sonic 4. Uh, okay, that's true, but like, how long did it take to finally get him to wake up? Like, it well, just—I don't know. I'm not in charge of Sonic. I, I don't mean to harp on this too much longer in the news, but it just—it it really feels like, particularly the Japanese developers, just aren't listening, you know. And that's why we're having games outsourced right now, you know. Uh, Dead Rising Two. Uh, 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 help me out here, guys. The new Castlevania. We're we're having these games that are now being outsourced. Uh, Ninja Theory with Devil May Cry. Like the Japanese have pretty much said. You know, Hideo Kojima said it. Shinji Mikami said it. You had all these Japanese developers saying, "Yes, we suck right now." And I think that's a little harsh. I don't think they suck, but I think that they've kind of lost touch with the fans. You know, except for Team Eco. Is- you know. Oh yeah, whoa, whoa, dude. Classes HD. Um, oh, oh, dude. Right. Thirty flames per second. Thank you, God. How, how many flames per second was that? Flames. Oh, flames oh on the side of my face. No. I said. I said frames. I don't know. Maybe I missed it. Anyways. Did I say frames? I thought I did. Sorry. No, uh, we're we're just getting hyped up because there's a lot going on at Tokyo Game Show right now, but it doesn't really seem like. Speaking of Tokyo Game Show. And yes. things that are on PSP. Uh, third birthday has a release date, um, December twenty second in Japan for some ungodly sum of money. Really? Because that's how they run things. 
but uh-huh. you, you you go really but in japan like we we look at uh at christmas as a huge holiday here in north america it's really not in japan no no like, no i'm uh, no i'm just oh. shocked that it's coming out that soon because i mean it, like they like the showing first it for a while but but we'd only seen it in trailer form. I think the first time anybody really got to see the game was at E3. So I'm kind of shocked that it's coming out that, so soon. That that's kind of Square Enix's deal. Or at yeah, least every, yeah. every time they show games in trailer forever, you get a playable at E3 or at TGS, and it's out soon. Like I've I've never known Square to be like, here's kind of an early playable. It's kind of rough. Um, you know, I, I had a chance to see uh, Dungeons Each 3 at E3 this year, which I still think is shaping out to be very good. Um, it was playable. Well, it was not playable. They showed us gameplay, but it was Fergus Urquhart who was playing it. They didn't let us play. Right, right. But now, then you, then every year we have the big joke now, uh, which I'm not sure if you have it in news, Zach, but you know, then we have the the giant joke, which is the fabu, fabu, the, the, the Final Fantasy 13 franchise, and we all, you know, the trailer's out. You can find it. You can it's find somewhere the on the internet. It'll yeah. probably by the end, by the time this show goes up, it'll probably be officially on the internet. It's it's there. I mean, the the trailer is there. It's like thirty seconds. It looks kind of cool, but that is basically a tech demo. That is an announcement to the shareholders that yeah, we're still it's making this game. game. I don't know. Has, well, uh, uh, John's John's our PR guy, so he would probably know. Has SquareSoft released a financial report yet for this year with Final Fantasy 13 in there? I'm I'm very interested to see how they did this year because we we argued we argued on this show about how much money Final Fantasy 13 made for Square, and I think that's going to go down as their biggest disappointment in years. I, I don't. Yeah. I I have I have no clue, and this is why I wish Chris Winkler wasn't working on his his doctoral stuff because he would totally have the answer to this but uh i i don't even though i get a lot of press releases the only financial reports i can remember seeing over the past month was majesco which i get all these press releases from majesco they're like we might get delisted from nasdaq but and it's like i i don't know what's going on with any of the big companies honestly okay okay i'm just i'm interested to see what happens with square because i think you know, uh, we we all thought that Final Fantasy. We've talked about it before in the show, so I'm not going to sit here and screw around with it. But we all talked about how Final Fantasy 13 was apparently going to be very Kingdom Hearts esque. It was going to be very much an action RPG. But I I can almost guarantee that that game went back to the drawing board after the response to Final Fantasy 13. And it's probably going to be way more traditional than we're expecting. It's going to have random encounters. Whether or not those are action-based, I don't know. But I'm expecting this to be a much more traditional Final Fantasy game. I want Just more to... Kingdom Hearts. Well, I want it really it, bad. It, it, it's, I, uh, Versus 13 is the Kingdom Hearts team, though. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah. Can, can I just make a side comment on the whole Kingdom Hearts thing? I, I don't own a PSP, but I wanted to know what was going on with Birth by Sleep. So I made the mistake of reading the Wikipedia article on that story. Don't, don't spoil anything. I, no, I I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to spoil anything, okay? Because I can't spoil anything if I tried. Okay, this is the most convoluted, insane story in video games. I think it has now breached Hideo Kojima and Metal Gear. No, this, this, it, this, is, this is a completely ins- no. It's an insurmountable plot at this point. The fact that we have three characters named Xehanort now, we have three different characters named after this one guy. 
This is insane. Like, it, I I have no idea what's going on anymore. But I want like, it. It doesn't I, matter. I just want it. You, you look at, at <laughs> any game, and, you know, there are Kingdom Hearts. Isn't, isn't there a manga for it? Maybe. Yeah, but, like, I I was looking today at a Halo wiki. Oh, Halo's I had, screwed to all of well, yeah, because they, they've well. had novels and stuff. No, but John, John makes a good point. I mean, uh, you know, that's a very convoluted universe, too. But now I feel like... The barrier to entry for Kingdom Hearts is so high that even if I saw a Kingdom Hearts 3, which I was hoping to see a TGS, guess what? We didn't see it. I I don't even think I would be excited because I would have no idea what the frick is going on. Like, I would and just be like, what is this? I hear you there. I hear you there. And I think that's a balance that has to be struck with game developers is they need to give the, the longtime players and the fans enough story and enough continuation and continuity stuff where they're really interested in the world and they want to be a part of it. And I think you look at like Starcraft and, and any of the Blizzard franchises, Warcraft specifically too, where the hardcore have everything. They can be like, I know that in the year 2462, Jim Rayner had a shot and talked to Tychus Finley and was like, I just took a shot and talked to you where they have that <laughs> very specific information. <laughs> no, it, it, it's true. But that, but then like, because the kingdom hearts franchise is on multiple platforms and it's one overarching story, this wouldn't be such a problem if there were side stories, but even going into kingdom hearts two, when you had characters from chain of memories, like I remember playing that game with my girlfriend at the time. And we were both like, well, we played the original kingdom hearts and we have no idea what's going on right now. Like we are just confused. We have no clue what's going on. We have no clue who these characters are. Why is Sora in a coma now? What, what is, this like and now because they've had coded and now birth by sleep i almost feel like that that franchise is in real danger of just having people like me who are just like oh a third kingdom hearts well well here's the deal what they really need to do is just like cut out all the crap that was three some however many by two days and you know like whatever birth by sleep is they need to make the next kingdom hearts kingdom hearts three hopefully uh, they need to make that into, like, a direct continuation. I, I, I totally just blanked out on, like, some game that did this, and I feel like an idiot now. But there's some game recently that, like, has had all these side. I don't know. I'm not even going to, because it's not worth it. But Assassin's Creed, maybe? I don't know. I, we maybe. I mean, like, like let's, let's, let's play, you know, like, let's play the Assassin's Creed game. You know, like, um, so Assassin's Creed 1 had this plot. You know, Assassin's Creed 2 made it a better game. Uh, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood is going to be, you know, like some side story. But like when Assassin's 3 comes out, you know that they're going to like play up the sci-fi stuff all the way. And so like that's what I'm really hoping. Like, I mean, I don't know what Kingdom Hearts is going to do for that. And probably some secret video at the end of Birth by Sleep says something about it. But well, yeah, I, there there is a secret video, but you know that the, re- the real secret video is going to be in Final Mix, which is uh, right. Yep, yep, yep. That's going to be the real secret video, and there's your news story on that, Zach. We have Final Mix coming out. Yeah, so fi- it's coming. That's you know, I, I I dropped that one, but yeah, it's coming. Yeah, Square Enix saying we want more money. Like, I, well, I mean, like it's it's the added content. I mean, like granted, it, so basically Final Mix for for the uninitiated. Um, is the Kingdom Hearts kind of like when they release into Japan, it comes out Kingdom Hearts, whatever. Uh, it comes out in America, and there's added content that either they had time to add or they chose to add or whatever. 
Final Mix, um, much like the international versions of most Square Enix games, is the it has the American voiceovers and it has all of the added content. So for Japan, plus more added content. Plus, plus more, plus more added, added content. So for Japan, that's a good thing for us. Whatever you know. But anyway, it's just a bad thing for us. I guess. Which I I one thing that that I would find interesting is you see the prevalency of download content now. And I know we've discussed download content before. Yeah, why not um, just release it? Yeah, that's the question. Is I know that there was a Final Fantasy 13 International Edition. Is that going to be a $10 DLC patch for the U.S. edition? I don't know what changed there. I didn't play Final Fantasy 13. They added an easy mode. Did they really? Yeah, they did. Yes. How does it get any easier? I don't know. But now, it, it now you can mystery. really just hold a button the whole way through. You, no, 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 that's the thing. Maybe easy mode, you don't have to push forward. You just have to keep pressing X. <laughs> just but the, the, faster X, it. the faster you tap X, the faster you tap X, the faster you get through the game. Um, go, Zach, go. More, more news, because that's that's how we roll. Um, so speaking of more stuff at Tokyo Game Show, Dissidia Duodecim Final Fantasy, because that's a word. Duodecim is a word. I just learned it in Blaze Blue Continuum shit. Because <laughs> that's the best game. Dewey Decimal System? Is that what you hey, said? Dissidia Dewey hey, Decimal System. Hot Library. They should release it. They should release it on the 150th anniversary of the series, so it will be the sesquicentennial. Oh. <laughs> you make so me cry. This, so this is Dis- this is Dissidia 2. Uh, I think so. Apparently there's... We think so. I think, <laughs> we don't even hey, know anymore. I think Duodecim is 12 in whatever language it's in. Either oh, Latin, Latin or something. Yeah, so um, it adds uh, Lightning, Aya Bray, uh, some more characters. Wait, what? Aya? Because so it's, it's, it's Square Property. A, so it's now just Square Properties. It's not Final Fantasy. Uh, oh, dude, yeah. they should totally add a Vonzer to it. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, uh, they, so should, they should have they should have t- Terra piloting a Vonzer instead of piloting one of those mechs. You, from you have just created the single greatest video game of all time right <laughs> there, my friend. I want Magitek armor beating the crap out of a Vonzer. Um, and then and then Orlando can come in and like just destroy the whole battlefield. This this is the greatest game. I I I, I am excited right some, now. Some some more characters are also Kane from Final Fantasy IV and uh, Tifa. From FF7. So uh, is she still anatomically incorrect? Is this the, uh, is this the Tifa? This, no, wait, is, is, this, this is Final Fantasy Seven. No. Is this Advent Children Tifa where she actually is like properly proportioned or Final Fantasy Seven Tifa where I'm like, oh my god, you're going to pull your back out? I think it's FF7 Tifa. Oh, good lord. But I, anyways, does, yeah. does anybody remember the final cinematic of that game where like Cloud rescues her? Yes. And she's that- like... <laughs> Yes, like, I remember. Yeah, okay, Pat, you sound a little too intense right now. We're just, like, she's waving back and forth, and I, I was just like, what, twelve? And I'm just watching that. Like, even I find this in bad. There's taste. a great animated GIF where they make it look like she's basically like at a strip club dancing. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. See, that's why I always liked Aerith more. I mean, she she was like the nice girl. Tiffa was right. She was she was the nice church girl. She was a prude, and Aerith or and Aerith, no, Tifa was a hot hoe. It, it, they totally ripped off the whole Gwen Stacy thing from Spider-Man. You know, Gwen St- Stacy bit it, and then, you know, Peter Parker ended up with Mary Jane. It's like the total same thing. Spoiler! No. More news! More news! <laughs> spoiler, spoiler from before any of you Yeah, yeah, more lie. news. Get to it, Zach. More news. This guy of four. It's a game. It has high-res hey, sprites. we've about that for like a year. Yeah, but, yeah, but now we know it, it has high-res sprites. Woo-hoo. That's true. 
it's beneficially announced for U.S. release too. Um, I had to turn off my BlackBerry because it um, was giving interference. But uh, I've got an email on there with a press release. So NISA has announced they're going to localize it already. Woohoo! All right, keep going, Zach. So that was that was TGS so far. Um, less exciting news. Uh, you know that game Pirates of the Burning Sea? It's an MMO with pirates. Uh, that's hey, free to it's... play. Mm, it's a game. It has pirates. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I started up playing Pirates of the Burning Sea again like a month ago. And I didn't even finish the tutorial again because I was like, I don't have the time to play this. It's so yeah, I mean like it's following the trend of you know like D and D online, Lord of the Rings online. Those were both turbine, but um, EverQuest two just did its free to play deal, and so that which is confusing. I, it's not that hard. Let's not. I mean, it is. It's more confusing than uh, that one with the Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings online. Um, which I have to start playing because I need to waste more of my life. Um, Me yeah, too. So, so this this game is going free if if you're if that's your deal. Um, it's in fall. Um, uh, that's all I know. That's all. All right. Generally, is, is, Here, is that it for news? No, more better news. You'll like it. Well, not this one, maybe, but Ark the Lad and Alundra are coming to... I like this. I like this. I, I actually want to play Alundra. But is it in... Is it Okay, I didn't read this story. Is it in the U.S. or is it in Japan? Because I hate no, that. This is uh, in the U.S. This is according this is to the SRB. So oh, okay. Actually, oh, it might not have been officially announced, so... We're well, announced. No, it's not officially announced. It's an ESRB listing. Yeah, if something's rated by the ESRB, it's coming out. Like, it's coming. I want to say I talked to Vic Ireland at E3 2009, which was like this wonderful, weird, cathartic experience for me. Like I always wanted to be able to like say things to him, and I did say them. But I, I like him a lot. I still have respect for him despite what happened with Working Designs. And one of the things he told me, he said, you should expect a Lundra and maybe some more Working Designs properties coming to PS1 Classics uh, in the next year or so. And he made good on his promise, which is, you know... Something to be said. Can, compared to some games that never came out and games that took six years to come out, I mean, hey, you know? <laughs> Didn't he promise us that Miami Heat wouldn't suck? Or Miami Law? Miami Heat. I was sitting here going Miami Heat. I don't remember him promising me that it wouldn't suck. What? Which, by the way, the Miami Heat may well suck this year. Who knows? Yeah, they might. <laughs> Moving on. More news. The last news stories of today, which, Rob, you can just have fun in a corner. Um, Demon Souls, PS3 greatest hits. Woohoo! The thing. Um, yeah. That, so that's going to be 30 bucks. It's going to have a red label thing. And, I mean, it, I, it can only mean more good news for the game's online support. Which Go is, buy it. Which was all, of, yeah. all of you buy this game. All of you. $30. I, I, Friggin' so, buy it. You so know what I did? You, I, I need to tell you guys, you know what I did? What did as you... soon as that was announced, Amazon decided they wanted to clear their non-greatest hits stock, like the original box stock. Yes. So they put on, like, multiple lightning deals, which are, like, these four-hour windows where you can buy it Love for a those. super cheap price. So I got, like, instead of the greatest hits nasty red box, I got the original version for 20 bucks, which was hot. Nice. Have, have you I, played I, it yet, s- Pat? Have you played it yet? I, I played it at a friend's house, but now I'm going to have it at my home, which will be nice. Oh, God. I, hey, okay. This, guys, no, let do me you just... want to hear? Uh-huh. No. No. Do you want to hear? I, mine's quick. Do you want to hear how I'm a butthead? I still have a sealed copy of the limited. Ah! <laughs> butthead. Murder him. <laughs> I, I'm, 
No, because it's like the one chance I get to show like my RPG fan cred here a little bit. Because you know when you guys are talking about Reseteer and stuff, I have no idea. Demon Souls, guys, friggin' pick up Demon Souls. Like I know people are gonna be like, it's not that good. You know, you tell you it was gonna cure cancer or whatever. It's not that good, dude. It is friggin' awesome. It's one of the most intense games I've ever played. It is old school. It takes me back to when I tried to beat Ninja Gaiden as a kid. Just. It is dirt cheap now. Do yourselves a favor and pick the damn game up. It is I w- awesome. I would like to make a note that I gave Demon Souls an 86, which is I think it's game. totally fair. I think that's no, totally fair. I got hate mail because some of you didn't like that I gave Demon Souls an 86. I think you're John. I think you're totally right. Like it is an. I read your review before I started up on the site. I thought your review was awesome because it is an acquired taste. It's really hard to describe in terms of what makes it excellent. Some people hate it, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I totally see why you hate it, but why you hate it is the reason I love it. I love a game that punishes me when I'm being an idiot. I died in that game one time because the same monster that I had killed over and over again because he's in the same spot all the time. I rounded the corner. I forgot he was there. He hit me one time, and he knocked me out, and all I did was just look at the TV and went – you're an idiot, Rob. You've killed that guy over and over again. You know he's there. Why didn't you, like, get ready? It's my own damn fault. And I love those kind of games where it's strictly on the player. So, so Rob, let me let me get this straight. Player. You like Demon Souls. I do. Because they're making an uh, – well, not, not another one, but From yeah, Software. Don't get my hopes up like that, Zach. Surprise. Not true. Uh, yeah, so From Software has announced at the Tokyo Game Show – so I guess it wasn't the last of TGS News – that they're making a game entitled Project Dark, and they they have said that it will be in the spirit of Demon Souls. And it's so, going to end up so being called Demon Souls it, too. Well, it honest. can't. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Um, oh, Sony owns in, it. Doesn't Sony don't owns they? the property, uh, some sort of the property of Demon Souls, because it was made by or it was published by Studio Japan. Um, which it was, some- it was published by SCEJ. Yeah. Okay, so it was, it was published by SCEJ in Japan. Here it was published by Atlas. But um, so I guess to avoid that, and since this Project Dark game is going to be uh, multi-platform in the U.S., uh, PS3 exclusive in uh, Japan, um, they you know they're just making this new game in this in the same spirit uh, as Demon Souls. So expect more news on that soon. That's. First off, I, I, I'm excited, but at the same time, I almost feel like they caught lightning in a bottle once with Demon Souls, and I kind of th- – there's something would, to be said you for not letting want, it... Would you not want more Demon Souls? If, if I, they gave you Demon Souls 2 with five new worlds or four new worlds or whatever it is um, and, you know, like 12 to 15 new bosses and had, like, better online and – stuff would you would you not want that i would want to see the entire game advanced so some of the clunkiness that is with the original game uh the the z the the analog stick targeting needs to be refined a lot because i i did die one or two times just because like the targeting completely gave out i'd want to see a better online infrastructure and see more balancing on people invading your game i think that's where that's a serious balancing issue in that game um so I I wouldn't want to see just like a Demon Souls expansion pack. I would want to see okay, we had this great idea, let's move forward. And I'm not trying to bag on From Software, but looking at their development history, I kind of feel like 
Demon Souls was like a surprise. Like, you know, I'm not an Armored Core fan, and that's that seems to be like the the only other thing that they make very often. They, they, well, they made 3D Dot Game Heroes. Which that's also. that's a good point. Which I need to I need to track down a copy of that. But like, I it worries me for them to try it again because I I don't know enough about the studio to know if they can really put everything together and make this awesome sequel to Demon Souls. I believe the director already said that they're not making a sequel. So I think they're trying to attach to this Project Dark the fact that Demon Souls became this breakout hit that nobody was expecting. I mean, when we first heard about the game, everybody bagged on it. And everybody was like, oh, well, okay, it's going to be good. So I... I, I, I mean, want, I, I I'm going to give a lot them, of advancements. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, and considering that they showed nothing at the show, um, you know, like it's it's did, still. Did they even show a trailer? Like it was. I think it was at. Uh, it was at Sony's uh, stage presentation, and they just said, you know, like this is a title that we're making, uh, Dark Fantasy called Project Dark, 2011 PS3 exclusive in Japan. Uh, Namco, Namco Bandai is publishing it in America and Europe. Wait, Atlas isn't publishing it. That's yeah. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, Atlas isn't publishing it. Oh, that's weird. Though so, Atlas has been really good with getting some properties lately. Which I know this isn't going to get them RPG cred, but with them publishing the Nintendo-based Naruto games, mm-hmm. yeah, that that's, that's going to be a huge boost because they're going to be able to bring more RPG stuff because that's got to be a huge profit for them. Yeah, I mean it. We'll have to see this Project Dark. It has me really interested, but after the creator said that there wasn't going to be a sequel to Demon Souls, and now they're saying it's in the spirit of Demon Souls, we got They may turn around and rebrand it. Remember, uh, Castlevania Lords of Shadow was first announced as Lords of Shadow, even though according to the director, it was always intended to be a Castlevania game. So it actually wasn't rebranded. It was always intended to be, but when they first showed the game off at like some French conference years ago, they called it Lords of Shadow. So who knows? Hey, Rob, what? Rob, have you ever played any of the Kingsfield games? I, I've seen them on YouTube, and ye- <laughs> here I, I need to translate. Do you, I mean, do you do you understand that that Demon Souls is basically? An evolution of Kingsfield. Yeah, no, no, I, I under, I understand that, but it is. So very... that's that's my only. They could just name the game Kingsfield Five. You know, this Project Dark. They call it Kingsfield Five in the end, and and they'd probably be right to do so. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely see where you're coming from. I know the legacy of the King, Kingsfield game with Demon Souls, but you know, Demon Souls is my introduction to that type of game. So let let's see what they do. I'm I'm excited, but I'm also hesitant because I don't want just more Demon Souls. I want to see the ideas that they had there evolve now, and to make something that's truly incredible. As as kind of a last aside to our news, um, I want to call Rob a liar for the past 15 minutes and say that if Demon Souls 2 came out, he would crap his pants. I, I would, in fact. I, I, I would. Crap, <laughs> yeah. crap would come yeah, out. Yeah, you're right. That. You're right. If they announced Demon Souls, I was so hoping to hear a Demon Souls 2 announcement. If I had, I would have been giddy as a schoolgirl. I would have been so happy. You, you have no idea. When I got my new PlayStation 3, part of me was like, I get to play Demon Souls again. <laughs> <laughs> I get to play it again. I played it through with with another character. I played it all the way through twice with another character because you know the second time's worse than the first time. Did you make your guy blue? Because I did. No, I made like a, a Sephiroth looking dude for my second character as like a joke with a top hat. Uh, I always wear the top hat that you get from one of the uh, official enemies. The, I love it. That is, you can make such ugly characters in that game. 
Yeah, that that yeah. <laughs> um, that that there are some ugly, ugly characters in that game. Like it, it's kind of if you try. If you try, it's like beautiful how ugly they are. Oh uh, yeah, I, I just I love that game so much. See now now I, I want this to be the last aside because I know we're running out of time. Um, which is more impressive? The fact that if you try really hard, you can make very ugly characters in Demon Souls, or the fact that you don't have to try to make really ugly characters in Oblivion. I think the Demon Souls you can make them look like cartoon characters. Like you can look up, make them look like uh, what was that old children's book? Like Miss Somebody is absent. Somebody's gonna get this reference, and like the the teacher that came in had this like two foot long nose it was like this old children's book from from way back you can do that in demon souls like you can make somebody that literally has like a two foot long nose you can make some of the ugliest characters you've ever seen in oblivion everybody just looks wrong but in demon souls you can make somebody that looks especially crazy that are you talking about miss nelson is missing yes yes thank you (laughs) that was it yeah! Holy crap! How, did you get that, or did you IMDb that? Um, I I googled. Did you go- <laughs> I I googled the because I I knew it was missed. Something is missing when you brought it up. I thought it was absent or missing, but yes, yes. So I googled it. Oh my god! All right. I think that's how we have to end the show right I now. So. I made a Miss Nelson's Miss Nelson is missing reference. Hey, can I? Can I? I, I would uh, like to uh, to have the last word in this are, show. Are you, you guys going, don't mind? Are you going to pimp the stuff? I, I can um, pimp oh, it. Pimp, I can, I can pimp, pimp it efficiently. First, please. Okay. Now, now here's what we're gonna do. Okay, Zach's gonna pimp the stuff, and then John McCarroll is going to get the last word. Okay. Okay, dear listeners, uh, an announcement: we have an RSS feed on the site now. What that means for you uh, is that if you are particularly inclined towards Google Reader or other similar RSS feeds, you can now find all of our news and reviews in that RSS syndication thingamajigger because that was so eloquently delivered. Um, Thank you to Dave Yeager. Thank you to Dave Yeager for that. Um, The the podcast also has an RSS feed, um, and it's on iTunes. So. Um, what, what you should do is if you love us and we know you love us and we love you, uh, you should go to iTunes, type in random encounter, uh, into the search bar and click on our podcast, uh, subscribe to our podcast and review our podcast. Um, it doesn't have to be a great review. We just want a review because that's what helps. Wait, what, what, the, uh, what are you talking about? It doesn't have to be a great review. I think it's this just is why I should have done this. <laughs> I think it's just the amount of John, reviews that we John, get. You, John, you already wear too many hats. We can't get. Just let me have my hat. <laughs> just let me have my hat. Okay, it's the only thing I can. It, do. it has to be no. a great review. It must. Yes, thank you. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, re- review us. Definitely, no matter what you do, review us if you can. Uh, we won't hold it against you if you don't. But you should definitely subscribe because that's that's in the future going forward. That will be the easiest way for you. To access our um, our podcast, so uh, I are will. We gonna, are we going to get a main page up on the the site I'm, for the I'm podcast? Open, open. There will be an I, iTunes link in the next news post. So. So uh, I what I will do is I will build that page for you guys yay. just because I love this podcast. Um, we have way too. We're, we're missing space in our header since we added previews back, which we have a previews page again. Da, da, da. Um, thank you to Stephen who's at TGS right now for actually writing previews. Um, 
we're we're gonna add a podcast thing somewhere um where you will have to find out but there will be a podcast page um chances are we're just gonna use the podcast page to link to itunes Mm. um though we are we do we do host our podcast locally as well in case you want it directly from us so i think uh i think that's it so zach's told us all about the rss feed and everything uh, I'm going to give the last word to John. John. So I, I was going to make a really bad Miss Nelson is Missing reference, but uh, that's kind of over now, so it doesn't make sense anymore. So I just want to say if you own a Wii and a GameCube controller, you need to go find a copy of Cubivore because it's the best game ever. I've actually heard of that. It, it's a game where you eat other cubes and you evolve and then you mate with cube women. It's fantastic. Mm, I, I, cube women. And on that note, uh, you know... Thank you again, guys, for listening to Random Encounter. Uh, We hope to talk to you guys again soon. For John, for Pat, for Zach, I'm Rob. Thank you. For Iyer. For Iyer. For Iyer. For Iyer. (laughs) Hey, guess what, guys? We got through a podcast without talking about Mass Effect 2. Woo!